0: How do you scale a business to seven figures? Then, how do you scale to eight figures? Then, how do you scale to nine figures? If you've ever wanted to know what it takes to grow a business, then you are in the right place. Thanks for tuning in to Scaling with Samir. This show celebrates and highlights techniques and strategies taught by today's leaders in the business world. I interview the top marketers that are influencing the market, making an impact, scaling faster than their competitors, and doing good for the world we will dissect what they did to get to the multi-million dollar mark. I'm your host, Samir Al Kamouni, founder and CEO of Fetch and Funnel, a performance marketing agency specializing in scaling businesses. Sign up to receive tactics and apply directly to your business to improve results and scale at FetchFunnel.com. At the end of each episode, my goal is to have you feeling inspired and fired up by learning from today's top innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Let's dig into another amazing story about a unique business, crushing it, and learn from their success and learnings. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to an exciting episode. I'm super pumped today to be featuring a marketing wizard, very well uh, integrated into the marketing world. and it's going to be a really interesting conversation because we're we're not only going to be talking about how uh my guest here is, has been a huge role and played a, a really intricate role on the marketing side of a of an eight-figure really cool business that we're going to talk about but also how he's through their business, actually uh, growing other businesses and helping them become uh, larger and h- get higher conversion rates and get more traffic and do better marketing on their side, which we all want, of course. So without further ado, I have got on the line today, the CMO of Shopper Approved, DJ Sprague. DJ, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, man. I'm super excited to be here as well. Uh, obviously, you're doing great things out there in the the web world and helping people be successful online and that's what we're all about so we have great synergy yeah no and
0: and we're sort of official partners uh of of shopper approved and so you know at fetch and funnel we love using you guys but I, i'd love for you to just kick off and just uh tell the audience about more more about shopper approved and and you know what you guys are all about
1: yeah thanks shopper approved uh is a google partner in the rating and review space uh, been around for over 10 years now. Now uh, we've been a official Google review partner uh, since 2013, which means the seller ratings that we collect are syndicated directly to Google and the product reviews that we collect are syndicated directly to Google. That means that when you run Google ads or PPC uh, in your rich snippets, you're going to see your star ratings and your number of reviews, which is very, very important because If you follow the best practices for Google Ads, you want to have your ratings and reviews show up in those rich snippets, because according to Google, that increases your click-through rate by an average of 17%. We have clients that say that their click-through rate is well over 20% increase by having those star ratings and reviews in the rich snippets, which of course tells the the shopper that this site can be trusted, right? Uh, And then on the other side of that, of course, is product reviews. And when you've got uh, product listing ads and Google Shopping, and you've got those stars showing up in your search results, those ads certainly stand out more than the ones without. And the ones with more reviews and higher average rating stand out more in a positive way, get more clicks, more traffic, and more conversions and more revenue. So at the end of the day, if you don't have Google uh, ratings or reviews for both your seller, your website or your product or both, uh, then you're missing out, obviously, on conversions. It's kind of ubiquitous these days. Everybody assumes you're going to have reviews. Everybody assumes you're going to have uh, star ratings. And if you don't, people are going to wonder why. You know, Why doesn't this product or why doesn't this website collect reviews? Because we expect everybody to collect and dispel, display reviews these days. We call it social proof. Social proof, if you follow any of the um, persuasion science, uh pioneered by dr robert Cialdini back in uh, the mid 80s with his famous book influence the power of persuasion you know that one of the things he talks about first and foremost is social proof you've got to have social proof for your company your brand your product otherwise people don't want to take a chance because people are relatively cautious and conservative by nature and if they don't see that other people have bought from you and other people have trusted you and other people have liked their experience with both your brand and your products, then they don't want to be the first. They don't want to be the risk taker, right? So it's it's very, very important, obviously, that you collect social proof. We also do search optimized Q&A, which means if you do a long tail search for uh, example, um, how many pounds of propane does the such and such um, tank hold? Uh, If that shows up in the featured snippets because it's search optimized, and people see the direct answer to their direct question, they're going to click on that. And not only are they going to click on that, but they're going to have confidence that you are the most trusted website and the most trusted provider of that product because Google put their trust in you. It's a vote of confidence. It's social proof. It's social proof from Google saying, hey, we trust this website so much that we're going to put them in the featured snippet or position one, two, or three. And as consumers, we know that we trust those high-ranking, um, uh, positions as well. We don't go to page two, three, and four for a reason. We assume if Google didn't like it, why would I? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, SEO really is uh, what I call pre-conversion. When people see those search listings at the top of page one, and especially if they see uh, the rich snippets with ratings and reviews, it's bingo, right? And uh, now they've, they've found the right trusted site, right trusted source and product for their search query or solution so it really is part of that pre-conversion that click traffic and then on-page conversion process to carry that social proof and that trust throughout the buyer journey or what i call the conversion path Um, so that's shopper approved in a nutshell Um, we integrate with all the major shopping carts uh, shopify woocommerce bigcommerce uh, magento etc and uh, we have plugins seals and widgets that go right into your website. We help you with best practices to understand where to place those and why to place those in certain places to improve your organic search rankings. So when somebody does a search for, give me a website that you work with, Samir.
0: Uh one that I work with. Uh oof, they make me think on the spot of a good <laughs> Shopify site. Now I'm nervous because of course I'm gonna want it to be one with a, some good CRO or something in mind. We could just say
1: ABC.com for, for discussion <laughs> if you want. Take <laughs> up. the hot seat. So if somebody does a search for abc.com reviews, you want abc.com to show up at the top of the search results, right? Well, that happens when you have a dedicated search optimized page on that website for reviews. If you don't have that dedicated page on your website for reviews, how can you expect that URL to show at the top of the search results? So understanding that, we've built in a review widget that goes on a dedicated page on your website. And then, of course, you would create in the footer a link called reviews. So now Google can crawl that, index that like a mini sitemap and know that, oh, this page exists for this website reviews. Uh, Another one would be a very popular search, abc.com legit or is abc.com legit or is this product legit? People do those searches, very common. In fact, one of the highest volume search terms for shopper approved is is Shop approved legit? So we know this very well. (laughs) And uh, we see this with our clients as well. And we build the answer to that or can build the answer to that uh, into our dedicated certificate page, which is our third party Shop approved certificate that resides off of your website. So it's that third party credibility saying that uh, this company, ABC.com, is legit for these reasons. Um, it has the of reviews. It has a 4.9 average rating. It has you know, 4,762 reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Been around since you know um, 2018, that kind of a thing. Um, of course, that reviews page also helps Google with that search result. So you've sure. got this kind of um, trifecta, if you will, coming together to help your website appear for those common search terms, reviews and legit. And those are very, very common, high volume search terms and they're bottom funnel. So when people get to that point and they're doing those kinds of searches, they're usually at the bottom of the funnel and they're ready to buy. They just want to make sure that they check the boxes. Other people have bought from them, high ratings, uh, high number of ratings and reviews, and it's legit because nobody wants to be scammed. Nobody wants to be taken advantage of. So everybody's looking for these trust signals, we call it. Yep. So by providing those trust signals, both on your website and in Google search and on our third party review certificate, you've got that trifecta. Google saying you're legit. Your website saying you're legit. Our certificate says you're legit. You must be legit. And in fact, you would be (laughs) because of all those signals. Right. So uh, in a nutshell, that's what we're doing, um, providing social proof, providing trust. We also have another product called Trust Guard and Trust Guard uh, is a very, very powerful website security seal that uh, visually indicates that this is a trusted transaction. Nobody wants to have their credit card information, their personal information, their address, phone number, et cetera, um, scraped uh, or stolen from an unsecure website. So security um, is, is very, very top of mind these days because there's so many issues with hacked websites. We hear about it all the time, in fact, Many times you don't even hear about it because it's smaller sites that never make the news. You hear about the big sites that make the news, but literally every single hour of every single day, especially smaller sites, are getting hacked constantly. Why? Because they have less security protocols. They don't have the resources, typically. They don't have the expertise. They don't have the people. They don't have the insights on how to make that secure site. So TrustGuard does that for you. It scans your website daily. It looks for malware, spyware, scamware, skimware, and gives you a daily... um, health report. And then it also lets the consumer know, all you have to do is hover over that seal, it'll say this website was scanned today and it is free of malware, spyware, scamware, et cetera. So you can proceed with confidence. And by the way, uh, that is one of the big reasons people don't complete the final checkout. They'll add stuff to the cart, but then if they don't see those secure uh, transaction proof points, they bail. And we know that on average, 71% of shopping carts are abandoned. One of the big reasons is they're not sure about the security of that website or that transaction or that shopping cart. So yes, if you have a Shopify um, website, it does have that lock in the URL in the upper left, but a lot of people don't even look for that. They're not even sure what that means. So yes, technically you're secure, but does the consumer know you're secure? What are you doing to objectively let the market know that you're secure? And this is a way to do that. And I'll show you an example of how that that works and looks in a, in a minute or whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love it. And it's really important because I think there's plenty of sites that will just kind of grab a trust badge from the web and throw it on the site. And, you know, I'm not recommending you do that, right? but it's commonly, uh, it's certainly a common practice. And. I felt like you touched upon a bunch of very important things right there that, that that businesses should be doing, you know, e-commerce businesses, but pretty much like anyone who's accepting forms or, or almost any kind of business, because exactly to your point, I don't care what kind of business you're in. People are looking for reviews. We're not an e-commerce site, but people are definitely searching for reviews on us, right? It's like, I think the third most searched thing after our name. Uh, really? And so, and, and yeah, but, but, but I liked what you mentioned about, understanding why you need these things, but also where you place these things is another important piece, right? And I know you're going to talk about that in a few, um, which I'm excited to, to talk about where, where, right. Where where you put those reviews, uh, where you put that trust badge, things like that can also have a, a positive impact. Uh, and I definitely want to dig a little bit into to the e-com side a little bit more and, and how businesses can improve, you know, their conversion rate and, 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 uh, yeah. And, and even get more traffic and things like that. Right. Cause I think there's a couple different ways that, that we can help them do that, uh, that I want to talk about, but I, I, I'm actually a little bit curious Is uh, your role right at, at shopper approved as CMO, you know, I'm curious, what does that look like? And, and, you know, you're, you're managing so many things, obviously you have a team and, and you guys are doing you know PR and webinars and and PPC and all these, all these different uh, opportunities and, and tons of different marketing. I'm curious, uh, how are you defining success at, at the company uh, and, and how are you kind of measuring that uh, as your role as, as CMO?
1: Yeah, thanks. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> how, how am I measuring success uh, as CMO? Well, um, there's a couple of, of points of measurement and a couple of ways to, to look at that. One, obviously, is growing our company, um, driving awareness, driving leads, we do a lot of outreach and a lot of education uh, in the in the market we do webinars with search engine land search engine journal practical e-commerce we do a lot of ebooks we do a lot of conferences in fact i'm speaking um, in june at the conversion conference in vegas i did that last year as well Uh, so we do a lot of live and virtual speaking events um, really trying to educate the website owner, the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, um, how to be effective online. Because, as you know, uh, you know, you work with with website owners all the time, right? We're both in the same boat from different angles, but it's always trying to um, educate and bring forward some best practices, some tools, some resources, some insights. I've been at, in marketing and advertising and PR for thirty five years. I've owned my own agency. Uh, I've done consulting. I've, I've contributed to books, ebooks, books um, and uh, spoke all over the country uh, for major trade organizations. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been doing this forever. And what I found is that people in business know that they want to be successful, but they don't understand all the pieces to get there. And they don't understand what's missing. And that's why I call it the conversion path. Because if you look at it as a series of bricks, excuse me, a series of bricks that need to go in that path, if any bricks are missing, the path isn't complete. It's also the weakest link um, analogy. The chain is only strong as its weakest link. Mm -hmm. And if you have one or more weak links in your conversion path, you're never going to realize your potential. And so I love to help entrepreneurs realize the potential by simply having that objective expert viewpoint on how to improve their conversion path, how to improve their user experience, how to improve the trust signals, how to improve um, conveying the value proposition of their brand and their products and their company. Because believe it or not, a lot of companies, and we deal with literally tens of thousands of websites. In fact, we've collected over a million, a hundred million reviews for over 10,000 websites. And I look at dozens of websites every single day. And as a objective trained eye expert, I can immediately spot issues, uh, gaps, problems, concerns, friction points, I call them. Um, In fact, a great analogy I heard many, many years ago was that the job of sales and marketing is really to identify friction points and remove or mitigate them. Because with every friction point, you slow down the process. And some of those friction points can be so great that they stop. They stop moving forward and they bail. Yep. So if we don't know what the friction points are and we don't know how to address those friction points, we're never going to reach our potential. So that's really what what, what I like to do as a a CMO for our brand, but also for our clients. Um, So the other side of that coin is not just driving more awareness and education uh, about social proof and trust signals. Uh, and our product and our services, but also being that kind of objective um, expert, if you will, to help identify for our clients how to best use our products and how to best use other products and other trust signals and other data points to drive conversion. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, no, that, that's great. And I, I like the the couple of points that you're touching on as well about you know the, the way that businesses should be yeah, should, should even be thinking about their their own marketing, uh, right? Doesn't matter how big or, or how small, but what they should be thinking about. But you know, but I'm but I'm curious too. I mean, because sometimes, us, especially us in the marketing world, it feels like we're just moving to go back to your uh, walkway a- analogy that we're just moving bricks around sometimes, right? Yeah. Especially when you get into the the depths of CRO and and all those types of things, and and we're always testing endless amounts of testing. We're all doing right. Uh, I'm curious, just as you've looked at so many sites, and as you've analyzed so many sites, and as you've collected so many reviews, um, what do you feel like are some of like those bigger growth levers that you know the average kind of e-commerce business? Maybe they're doing like six or seven figures, and they're still trying to figure some of these things out. What do you think some of those you know, growth levers that they could pull for their business would be? That you know the, the general ones that you kind of see often.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, going, going back to uh, Dr. Cialdini, you know, he has his uh, six points of persuasion, and the two that he says are the most powerful. Um, and also, by the way, Google uh, coincidentally also came to the same uh, conclusion in their decoding <laughs> decisions. And many other studies have coincidentally. By the way, there was a, a meta-study. Uh, done that it was in, in 2017, this meta study, and they rolled up, I think it was 3,000 different um, AB split test uh, studies. And they found that uh, there are two things that every website should have to drive conversion. So it's the same two things that Google found, it's the same two things that uh, Dr. Childini found. And those two things are, drum roll, uh, social proof and scarcity. So when you have a sense of scarcity, this price point will, will you know, be going up next week, or there's only so many available at this price or period um, or for this date. Um, and then uh, social proof. You've got reviews, you've got ratings, you've got um, expert reviews, you've got um, uh, awards, certificates, etc. cetera, all parts of social proof. When you combine social proof with scarcity those are the two most critical things and if you think about it scarcity in itself is social proof in other words if there's no demand for this product then is it that good right now yep. think about diamonds de beers de Beers, de beers however you pronounce it owns virtually all the diamond mines in the world they literally control the price of diamonds now diamonds are cool but they're really not that cool. In other words, they're only cool because they're scarce. They're only cool because the supply is limited and totally controlled by the beers. If it were opened up and weren't controlled, would they be that expensive? Would they be that cool? <laughs>
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah. But it's the Which, scarcity. It's
0: changing, right? Lab-grown diamonds is sort of changing the entire industry. you.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So things things are in demand because they're in demand, because there's a scarce supply. Uh, or you're gonna miss out fomo if you're missing out on a great deal a great price or or a, a bogo or a twofer or a bonus item with purchase which is going away next week so you got to get it in the next right few days or hours yep. right we've all seen the t- countdown timers we've all seen those right look at your travel sites they're all driven by social proof and fomo you know there's there's two seats left at this price and 37 people are currently looking at it Man, you yep. better buy them right now, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right? Even if it's not the ideal date or time or whatever, you got to buy it because they're going to be gone. And it works with hotels. It works with airfare. It works with so many things. Uh, so social proof and uh, scarcity. They work hand in hand. They work together to drive um, that that conversion. And if you have nothing else, you want to have those. Yeah. Um, super super
0: good points and and you're right and and but it's and there's so many different forms of that as well right and i think that that's what's fun about testing that for your business and your brand because what works for one business may not work for yours but there's so many different ways that you can right i know you guys have a pop up for example that says like this person's visiting the site right now or they just or this person just purchased this product those work really well uh, right, but it's it's not. Maybe you're not going to run a sale, or you know you're sort of a high fashion brand that doesn't want to run sales or something like that. You can still do things to create that that FOMO and that sense of urgency, right? To your point with quantities, um, I think Etsy does a really good job of this of like ending sales and 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 creating some urgency and and uh, some social proof and things like that. And I've noticed Etsy's algorithms just are really straight like they'll show you things that are, you know, you, you change your VPN or you change where you're located and like, it'll totally change um, to the, your flights point. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like two extremely important things. And then there's so many ways to do all of those. Um, but be careful to not overdo it. Cause I think that's the other difficult part of it as well. Right. I've seen every, I've, I've definitely seen the Shopify site that's installed a hundred plugins and yeah. There's slide ins everywhere, and too many things going on, and so you can certainly overdo it at the same
1: time. One hundred percent. In fact, it's interesting you say that because um, in a particular uh, program I'm going through right now, uh, I've been through a multitude of um, behavioral design certification courses, and one of them um, I'm wrapping up right now. He actually shows the bell curve, where you you go too far with social proof or trust signals. And you actually create diminishing returns, because what happens is it looks like you're desperate, and you know I call it I call it the uh, you know the the, the plug-in um, you know um, mystique like we just need one more plug-in, one more pop-up, <laughs> one more spin the wheel to win, one more right, and it's like it looks hokey, it looks junky, and oftentimes it takes people off their track. It's actually a terrible user experience. We all know that we hate pop-ups, right? We all hate pop-ups unless that pop-up is adding value. If that pop-up is adding value and it's not impeding or creating friction to our journey of learning or engaging or checking out or whatever it is, right? We hate impediments. We hate things that just, you know, attention robbers that take us off course. And that's the problem with so many plugins and websites is that they have all this glitter <laughs> all this that activity happening way too many Ctas way too many props way too many options way too many categories way too many choices way too many options way too many things to do that you literally just throw up your hands I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do and nobody wants to make a mistake and nobody wants to be confused and nobody wants too much cognitive load so they just yep. bail yep. because you're making me think too much you're making me analyze you're making me wonder well do I Click on this one or that one or this one. And so you don't click, you just leave. You look for a more simplified process. Uh, Dr. Kahneman uh, came out with a book, um, um, Thinking Fast and Slow. And he talks about uh, system one thinking. And 95% of our decisions are made with what we call system one, which are basically knee jerk. Um, intuitive, like, oh, I see social signals, I see reviews, I see a secure checkout, I'm good, I'm gonna buy, right? Uh, We don't wanna think a lot. We don't wanna analyze a lot because we're literally inundated with tens of thousands of decisions every single day. So if we can make that decision-making process very easy, very simple, remove the clutter, remove the friction, remove the noise, remove the glitter, and get down to what it is that they're hoping to learn and do on your website, You're going to be far better off. So, you know, get rid of a lot of those janky, you know, uh, cheesy plugins and get down to what's your value proposition? What's your offer? How are you going to help your client or customer save time and money? How are you going to back that offer up with a guarantee? And how are you going to give them confidence? Because here's another question that people always have when they come to a website. Can I do this? Can I install this? Can i use this properly can i assemble this is this going to work in my rv is this going to work in my computer people have all these doubts all these concerns all these fears and if you don't address those doubts concerns and fears very quickly very easily very instantly they're going to bail yep so you know really understand and we talk about personas and we talk about avatars and all this stuff but what does that really mean what that really means is yeah you got to understand your your psycho psychodemographics and all of that, but what you really need to understand is what are they fearing? Do they have the confidence that they can assemble this bookcase or this entertainment center or this yep. whatever? Right? And if you don't make it seem very very simple and easy, and oh By the way, we've got twenty four seven support, and we've got all this documentation, and we guarantee that you're going to be able to do this. Maybe they don't think they can. Yep because people have their own self-doubts. Not only doubt in your website and doubt in your product, they have doubts in themselves.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. We love to obsess over the pains and fears and figure those out. Because, yeah, when you handle those, that's when things get really fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So those are just some of the things that you know we need to understand, again, from a psychological perspective, how do we make it easy for our visitors to find us in organic search, find us in paid search in a positive light. So they see us in the top of the search results, paid and organic. And we do know that when people see a paid result followed by an organic result, they click on that organic result at a higher rate because now you've got two proof points, two impressions, and you feel like, oh, this is a real company, right? A, they yep. can afford to buy ads um, and people always trust companies that can afford to advertise um, and that's a that's social proof right there. Uh, and then the organic search result, which is a vote of confidence from Google. And they're going to click, especially when they see those uh, those uh, reviews and the recipients. And then they see a clean, professional, um, uncluttered uh, website that looks very professional, very high end. Because branding is important too, right? A cheesy brand that looks like your next door neighbor, six-year-old did your logo <laughs> and your website design does not instill confidence. And we see it all the time. Oh, my cousin does that. My My neighbor does that. My nephew does that. Do they really? Do they really know what they're doing? Are they brand Super important. Yep. You got it. That's a trust signal, right? Oh, yeah. Your brand is a trust signal. And if you got a cheesy logo and a a poorly designed website and terrible information architecture and terrible navigation and you got CTAs (laughs) everywhere, wow, these people don't know what they're doing. Do I trust them with my money? Probably not. Yeah. Nope. Not (laughs) at all. So these are all yep. trust signals.
0: Yep. No, I yeah I couldn't agree more. I I am curious, and and I want to leave enough time for you to pull up that example of that site because I think it would be really helpful for the audience. But I'm, I'm selfishly got really curious when you were just talking about that. I I like to look at businesses, and I think about if they're sort of product centric or customer centric. And to me, customer centric is so important, right? That's Amazon, hundred percent customer centric. They don't care about the product at all. Right? right and and you see that flip side sometimes especially in the SaaS world right it's very easy to be product focused and and become less customer focused right and i'm curious how you look at that and how you're you know trying to handle that because you are a customer centric like that is your purpose, right? That is like the purpose of, of your business. But then you're also trying to improve the product all the time and add these new features and, and make your current customers happy uh, and always improve upon that. So I'm curious, kind of how, how do you stay focused and, and how are you looking at that?
1: It's a great question because the reality is we're all people and we all ultimately have to trust in people. And as the old saying goes, we buy from people that we know, like, and trust. And you mentioned SaaS, and we're obviously SaaS. Um, One of the things that uh, the CEO and I have have really kind of come to the same epiphany is, you know, we're talking a lot about features and benefits and and capabilities and specs and all this, but the reality is we're still people. And we have to put that people focus first. You talked about transparency. And we read a lot about, you know, transparency and authenticity, right? Well, transparency and authenticity are huge. But what that translates to is transparency and authenticity equate to trust. Well, if you have people and you understand the people behind the SaaS, people behind the product, people behind the company, that's going to create more transparency and authenticity, which naturally leads to more trust. So we don't wanna hide behind the corporate veil or hide behind the website. So that's one thing that I hope to answer your question. We wanna bring that more forward and be more of a human brand, more humanistic, because we are people, we care passionately about the success of our clients, and we want to bring that more forward and, uh, and be more transparent and authentic about who we are as people, individuals, and collectively as a company. Because uh, at the end of the day, Uh, it is people and you do have people buying from people and it's not just a transaction, but you have trust. You got to like. Likeability is another behavioral design principle, right? If you don't like the people, like the company, like the brand, are you going to buy from them? Mm
0: -hmm. Less likely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's why I always tell people to make sure your about us page is is top notch because it can be your best sales page. (laughs) and And People look at that a lot. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to pull up that a- a- example quickly? Cause I think it, it's helpful to maybe even highlight a couple features of uh shopper approved, but also uh, yeah. Showcase maybe a little quick before and after of, yeah, for, for the listeners out there, we'll, 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 kind of explain it briefly, but we'll, we'll have the video up as well, which will be more helpful to see.
1: Well, I'm assuming you can see this, correct?
0: Uh, if you hit share.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's go back to share. Hmm. share, Share screen or presentation. It seems we just did this. Can you see that now? Yep. You got it. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. So what I'm showing here is uh, a product page that we're all probably very familiar with is Amazon. And Amazon of course spends, I don't know what the official number is, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars a year on split testing, A/B split testing, optimizing um, user experience. They want to know what drives engagement, what drives time on site, what drives clicks, and ultimately what drives conversions and revenue. Because they only make a percent of the revenue that you make as a seller. So If you're not converting, they're not making money. So they want to make sure that your products on their website, in their marketplace, are in fact converting at the highest possible rate. And a little trivia for you. um, Last time I checked, and this was about six months ago, the average conversion rate for a Prime member is 74% on Amazon. The average conversion rate on any general website is 1% to 3%. So let's say 2% is the average, right? So 2% versus 74%. Huge difference. Oh, yeah, Um, obviously. And we also know that at the end of the day, it's the conversion rate that drives the revenue, it's not the traffic, it's not the clicks, it's not the views. It's the conversion rate. So we've always got to look at conversion rate first and foremost, before we ever think about driving more traffic, because driving more traffic can be expensive. In fact, it can be uh, so expensive that it drives you broke if you're not converting at a high enough rate to give you a ROAS, return on ad spend, or ROI, return on investment. So you've got to make sure that first and foremost, your conversion rate is as good as it can get before you start throwing money at traffic. Okay, so breakdown. This is Amazon. We've got three critical things here. Everybody's going to come to a website with three questions at the very least. There's many more, but at the very least, can I trust this website? Can I trust this transaction? Can I trust this product? So right here with product ratings, and reviews, and product Q and can trust this product. I see that 17,049 people have given this a rating. It has a, looks like an average of, you know, almost five stars and I can get my product questions answered right here without leaving. Now this is a big mistake that most websites make. They think, that they don't have to offer a product Q and A, but that's a deal breaker, especially if you have a technical pro- product, a, um, expensive product or a product that people are only going to buy once. So you want to make sure you've got a robust Q and A, because if you force people to leave your website, to find the answer to their question, chances of them coming back are very slim. Why? Because I'm gonna buy from the first site that actually provides the answer. So like ratings and reviews, like social proof, you've got to have it. It's table stakes. It's the cost of doing business. Honestly, I, I, I can't say this emphatically enough that if you're not providing the questions to your customers, I'm sorry, providing the answers to your customer's questions, your conversion rate will suffer. I'm going to tell you an anecdotal story. We've got a client in the, um, upgrades business for recreational vehicles. And he is converting at 75%. Now, caveat, when they do a long tail search and they see the answer to their long tail search query in the featured snippet, which is provided through our Q&A uh, product, they click on that, they go to the product page, they convert at 75%. And when I tell you Amazon's was 74%. So it's phenomenal that we've got a non-Amazon website converting it. Amazon uh, conversion rates because we're doing the Amazon thing. What we've done is we've created the, what we call the traffic and conversion suite, which incorporates the same look and feel that Amazon has. So you've got your Q and A, your ratings, your reviews, and your secure transaction. This tells me, I can put in my personal information, my credit card, my phone number, my address, my name, et cetera, and it's not going to be stolen. Right? So here's a website. This is their product page. That does not look like Amazon, does it? No. That doesn't answer the three critical conversion questions, does it? No. It really doesn't tell me much at all. So, when we looked at this website, we said, okay, we have some opportunities. We have some friction points that we need to remove or mitigate. And here's the recommendation we want to answer the critical questions people have. Do I trust this product? Do I trust this website? Do I trust this transaction? So what you see here, this is is our layout. This is our reviews, our Q&A, and our secure transaction seal, and it looks like Amazon. That's by design. It's not a mistake, it's by design. Because we know that when people see this very familiar layout and user experience, they automatically associate it with a very comfortable, trusted website, Amazon. Well, yep. guess who else is doing the same thing? Walmart.com, BestBuy.com, Lowe's, <laughs> Home Depot, um, Target. They're all doing the same thing because this has now become the de facto standard. This has become what people expect and want to see. In fact, we did a uh, survey of 600 U.S. adults last year, uh, sorry, 21, 2021. And we found that 94% of those surveyed said they'd rather buy from a website that has these three trust signals in the exact same website without and then we asked them why and they said because it looks like Amazon (laughs) I'm familiar with I trust it yep, right yep, I understand it oh yeah so we remove those friction points we remove those those fears and doubts now the other thing we've done here is we put best price we've got the MSRP we've got the sale price remove the dollar sign because dollar sign is a friction point how much they save don't make them do the math show them exactly what they're saving six dollars and one cents we have right here what we call product heuristics, the bullet points, the specs, the features, etc. Don't make them hunt. Don't make them dig. Don't make them click. Don't yep. make them scroll. Just give it to them above the fold where they expect to see it. Who does that? Amazon. Who does that? Walmart. Who does that? Best Buy. Right? Yep. The best, highest converting marketplaces and websites do the exact same thing. Why? Because it works. Exactly. So just do what works. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yep. Um, Increasing we've got trust, handling
0: the price, the reviews. Yep, yeah, everything.
1: Exactly. It, it's, and like it's an you said, about the fold, which is really above important. The fold. Exactly. It's an integrated ecosystem of trust, credibility and answers to your questions. And if you don't understand this, you just going to buy a bunch of plugins and hope for the best, cross your fingers and spend money. <laughs> but really, uh, it's psychology. It's just understanding how the mind works, uh, how people don't want to think. They don't want to process. They don't want to dig. They don't want to research. They just want you to give it to them. Um, so we've got a money back guarantee. And then we've got our 5 star seller ratings, which is different than product reviews. Seller ratings, again, are for the website or the merchant or the vendor. Product reviews are for the product. You've got to have both because, yep. again, I have to trust the website or the seller and I have to trust the product. If I only trust one or the other, friction, doubt, concern, fear, right? Remove the doubt, remove the concerns, remove the fear, make it easy. Yep. And then down here, of course, we've got customer reviews. We've got Q&A, all the tabs, product details, customer also bought. Customers also viewed above the fold, everything they want to know right there. And then secure transaction. If this were a live site, I could hover over that and would pull up a little pop up that would say this site was scanned today and it's secure. Wonderful. It's dated. I know that this is a current website. So here's the breakdown, right? Going left to right, top to bottom, Z pattern like we read. I'm gonna first wonder, is this a good price? Well, you've got best price, you've got the sale price, you've got the amount saved. Sounds like a good deal. Okay, I'm in, check that box. Can I trust this product? Is this the right product for me? 483 reviews, uh, five stars or 4.9, 4.8, whatever it is. 27 answered questions. I know I can get my questions answered. Check the box. Can I trust this seller? 38,000 five-star reviews. Check the box. Risk reversal. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't fit? What if I don't like it? 100% money-back guarantee. Check the box. Can I trust this transaction? Secure transaction seal. Check the box. Is this the best solution for me? Can I trust this product? Right? It's all there. Check the box. Why wouldn't I buy? I removed all the friction, all the doubt, all the fears, all the concerns. I'm ready to go. Why would I spend time searching the web, looking to save another 49 cents? Time's money. I'm not gonna bother. This looks like a great deal. It looks very reasonable. They obviously get it. They provided all the trust signals. They've removed all the friction, all the doubt. I'm good. Make sense?
0: Oh yeah. No, it's super great, super valuable. And definitely things that everyone, uh, should be paying attention to. Yeah. Should be thinking about, like you said, be careful of which plugins you're using. Don't just install 10 different ones. Certainly one of the benefits of shopper approved, you know, being able to help you with a lot of those, um, I mean, DJ, did shared a lot. you shared a lot of value. I, I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, maybe one like last 10 second question, because I, I feel like you've shared a lot of knowledge and you've mentioned a couple of really great books. You know, you're even talking about, you know, you're, you're continuously, you know, educating yourself and going through behavioral design certifications and, and all types of things. I'm, I'm curious, just yes, yes. Uh, what habit do you feel like contributes the most to your success? your personal success.
1: Yeah, continuous learning. Um, I believe that um, with with technology and now artificial intelligence, AI, the world is changing at a more rapid pace than ever. And you cannot rest on your laurels. You cannot rest on past success. You've got to keep learning, um, continuously uh, look for areas that you're weak in. Um, I I talked about the conversion path, right? So here's my analogy. Um, You're a great copywriter. You're a phenomenal copywriter, but copy alone is not going to do it. You've also got to look at behavioral design, conversion optimization, uh, testing. You've got to look at price uh, strategy. You've got to look at um, checkout strategy. You've got to look at information architecture. You've got to look at navigation best practices. You've got to look at social proof and scarcity and uh, all the different trust signals. Uh, you've got to look at a, a myriad of things. You can't just expect one thing to save the day because one thing will not save the day. There's not a single plugin that's going to save the day. There's not a single strategy that's going to save the day. In other words, we're just going to rest on great copy. Yeah, but you've got a terrible design. You've got terrible navigation. You've got terrible information architecture. So no, nope, it's not going to work. And the one uh, thing I like to talk about is, you know, these, and we've all seen them, these 24 page squeeze pages. They just go on forever, scroll, scroll, scroll. It's like, oh man, shoot me now, right? And what do they do? They've got hundreds of reviews, hundreds of testimonials, hundreds of proof points, and they rest their laurels on, we're just gonna overwhelm them with social proof. But guess what? Everything else is missing or everything else is terrible. So no matter how good you are at one thing, It's not going to save the day it's an ecosystem. And if you don't understand the ecosystem and the the symbiotic nature of how things work together and leverage each other and build on each other, and sometimes can actually overpower one another, like so too much social proof, um, then you're in trouble. So you can't just say, oh, social proof's a thing. Let's just get a billion reviews and we're good. You got to you got to do more because there's all those other questions people have. Social proof is phenomenal. Social proof is critical. You've got to have it in search, organic and paid. Uh, you've got to have it throughout the, the funnel or throughout the path. and You've got to know where to place it and when and what's enough and what's too much uh, because it's part art and part science. Um, but you've also got to take these other things into consideration because if you don't, uh, you're a silo. And we know that websites crumble when they're a silo. And so understanding the ecosystem, understanding how things work together, the symbiotic nature of these different principles is important. So there you go. That's a lot. I appreciate it, DJ.
0: <laughs> really appreciate the time and all the value you've added. Uh we'll put your info and in, and uh and shopper approved in the description. And uh yeah again really appreciate it.
1: You bet. You can find me on LinkedIn uh Dwayne DJ Sprague. Uh my official name is Dwayne. I go by DJ uh D-U-A-N-E by the way. And uh yeah love to connect with you. Um love to answer questions. Love to uh, you know, add you to, uh, my community and, and we'll do whatever we can to help you be successful. Cause that's the fun part, right? Every helping each exactly.
0: other. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to scaling with Samir, please subscribe and leave us a review. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. We also have snippets of these episodes on YouTube. Scaling with Samir is sponsored by Fetch and Funnel. We've partnered with hundreds of businesses and generated over 500 million for clients using our trademarked Fetch and Funnel method. If you're trying to scale your business, get in touch with us today at fetchfunnel.com. You can also get content that you can learn and apply directly into your business to improve results and scale on our email newsletter. If you are a successful business that is crushing it and would like to be on this program, please visit FetchFunnel.com slash podcast guest. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.